are live from Melbourne, Australia. From Melbourne, Australia. Bringing you the Performance Hub podcast. Strap yourself in as we explore the world of human performance. No BS. No hidden agenda, just real-world applicable information to help you optimize your human performance. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Coach Max and Carl. Hello, mate. Good, mate. How are you? I'm good. Good. Um, hopefully, we get some good news on, on Thursday. Yes, or tomorrow, or anytime. Really. Anytime, really. Anytime yeah. will be good news. It's um, much, most welcome. Yeah. We've come with the mindset... Um, that we just roll with the punches. We do. We're just bobbing and weaving. Bobbing and weaving. And, you know, sometimes you bob into a punch. You do. And you get knocked down. You do. But you got to get back up. <laughs> you do. You, gotta, you just got to keep on getting up. Yeah. It's like what Rocky says. That's it. What's that uh, about the fight and the dog? What's the... Yeah, not the size of the dog in the fight. Fight, yes. the size of the fight and the dog. 100%. And we are a couple of Jeff Russell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just... Yeah. I'll... <laughs> All right, we've lost the plot. This is probably our uh, worst intro to a podcast. <laughs> what is today's podcast about? Uh, we're talking about nutrition. Um, so we're talking about our third pillar. Yep. So we've done our last two episodes. We did mindset. Yep. We did movement. Yep. Now we're on nutrition. Okay. And from a, I guess, pillar and just overall topic, nutrition, it's probably the most, uh, I guess, asked about thing that we'll get from clientele, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think it's probably one of the more misunderstood yep. topics in general. Yeah. Um, and it's not that people are stupid. Yeah. It's that, that there's far too much conflicting information in the world yep. uh, when it comes to the topic of nutrition. Yeah. Um, and you know, nowadays, one of the, like, the great things of the internet, obviously, is yep. you can search and get information about whatever you want instantly. Yeah. But then one of the worst things of the internet is that exact So accessible. Um, you know, people can type it in. And then, you know, you get podcasts coming up. One person says you should never eat vegetables. The carnivore <laughs> yeah. diet's the way to go. Yeah. Next yeah. person says you should be vegan. People get very confused yes. very quickly. That doesn't help as well. You know, a lot of the news uh, streams will be having these, you know, fad things that will pop up mm. um, and then they'll pr- promote that in mainstream media. So that doesn't help with, again, brainwashing people into this idea that this is the new fad, this will work. Yeah. Um, and you sort of, you know, people need a bit of a filter half the time. 100%. So hopefully we can provide them with a little bit of a filter um, on what's not the information, but more so, you know, what are the principles which we'll go into yeah. that can really guide and filter through the noise. Absolutely. And I think you know, in like you uh, hit the nail on the head before, it's like you get all these sensational articles and it'll be like, you know, a study has shown that X, you know, it's like, yeah, if you eat fish every day, you're less, it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, let's like, let's look into this study. It's like, oh yeah, we, we had 12 people in the study uh, and one, six of them ate fish every day and the other group just ate McDonald's every day. And the one that had fish is healthier. Funnily enough. I'm um, obviously, that's not a real study, but <laughs> there's like, that's the level of some of these studies. Yeah. Um, and what we want to be careful of is like, if you take one single study, it's probably meaningless. Yeah. What we want to do is look at like the whole body of evidence. Yeah. So like, what does everything collectively say? Yes. Which is why whenever anybody asks me like, oh, hey, what do you think of such and such study? Like there was one recently, which was like, eggs are better than egg whites. And I was like, hey, I, I don't care if eggs are better than egg whites, right? I think like <laughs> context is important. I think, you know, if you balance things out, they're probably reasonably equivalent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, the whole body of evidence 
is much more important than like this one study that's like, oh, this group did better than that group. Yeah, and that I think, but that doesn't satisfy the itch. There is obviously yeah. no real black and white. There's obviously a lot of grey. Yeah, um, but people want to know, they're like, yeah, but what do you really think? Yeah, it does, <laughs> uh, 100%. Um, so we want to go into, I guess, the um, the principles like yep. we normally do. Like, yep. um, for those who listened to our last two episodes, you know that we have the principles within the pillars. Yep. For those who haven't, you should. Um, Subtle plug for ourselves. Yes. Um, our nutrition principles are really quite simple. Yep. Um, so they are, I guess it's more of an equation even than just straight principles. Yep. Um, but we have three principles. They are accuracy, flexibility, yep. and consistency. Um, and you can probably go over what they kind of mean. Yeah, and I think we talked about you know, the, the balance, everything in moderation, and this is more so the balance with the three. So accuracy means you're having the right amount, of, depending obviously what the goal is, but you're having the right amount of food and in the, I guess the right foods as well. Um, and also then when we tie that into the consistency, we're doing that more often than not yes. to really simplify. And then within that, the flexibility is that we're not restricting ourselves in, in taking out certain food groups um, and that's where I guess the long-term adherence is going to come so the blend of all three means that we're going to get the results we're after so yeah obviously we want to be accurate to get the results that we desire from a body composition whatever that is um, and then we want to be consistent enough from a long-term point of view to actually enlist enough of the time to actually see the results and then the third one is we want to be flexible enough to actually allow that to to happen in, in that sustainable way. Obviously, if you restrict yourself, the classic is the um, you know binge eating on the weekend because Monday to Friday, well, I restricted myself. I didn't allow for that flexibility across the week, and the weekend comes and Friday it's open, and then obviously then my accuracy is going out the door because I wasn't, con and then obviously consistency becomes an issue. So they all sort of tie in, and it's that delicate balance. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You hit the nail on the head there. Um, it's the way I like to look at it. Sometimes between the um, accuracy and flexibility yeah. is it's kind of like a continuum. Yeah. Um, and I like to really steer people away from the idea that like they're on track or off track yeah. or like on plan or off plan. Yeah. It's like everything needs to like somehow exist in this continuum. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a really specific goal and yeah. like a really sharp timeline, it's like, okay, we might need to go right up to the accuracy yeah. and yeah. that continuum. Yeah. If however, we're in a pretty good um, routine, um, we're in a nice, uh, got our positive habits that we're going through each day yep. and we're regularly exercising, we're eating pretty well. Well, then we can probably go much more flexible. Um, yep. We don't need to be super, super accurate. We don't yep. have that, you know, super specific goal at that point in time. And you can kind of slide up and down um, that continuum. Yeah, I like that. But like you said, it's all about being able to be consistent. So yep. if we go so far towards that accuracy side yep. that we have a mental breakdown after two weeks and we just have a full-blown binge episode. Yeah well, then we haven't achieved our goal. We haven't gone anywhere remote consistent. Yeah. Um, but also, if we're so flexible and we're just living our best life every day, yeah. well, then, yeah, funnily enough, you're not going <laughs> to achieve your goal. Um, you might be able to do that very consistently, but it will never actually get you um, what you want. Yes. Um, and yeah. I think that's a big, big thing. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, because the, the most important thing is that you do something for long enough that it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. And people fall that off. I mean, people miss that point all the time. I was going to say, do you reckon that's the biggest obstacle that people fall down and, and don't actually see the results? Is it the consistency of what they're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and even like their, I think if you if they took the step back and they were looking truly objectively um, yeah. at what they were doing, yeah. it makes so much sense. Like some of the things people were saying, like oh, I tried that, it didn't work. Like, How long did you do it for? Yeah. 
Yeah. It'd be like you coming to me and be like, oh, I'm trying to save up for a house. You're like, yeah, no, I, try, I tried saving like a little bit of money each week. It didn't work. I was like, oh, how long did you do that for? Two weeks and I couldn't buy a house. It's like, yeah, no <laughs> shit. Of course. Yeah. Of course that's the case. But I had a great job before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ready to go in two weeks. And that just sounds like such a stupid thing to say, right? Yeah. But yeah. people do that very thing uh, when it comes to their nutrition all the time. Yeah. Oh, like I tried that and then jumped on the scale two days later and you know, nothing yeah. had happened. And is that tying, you know, from the mindset pillar again, mm. we spoke about that, not seeing that tangible result straight away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then it's, you know, you're going to feel disheartened and then you're going to look for another means, another method yeah. to actually elicit whatever you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they tie in really well. I mean, all of our pillars obviously kind of interrelated yeah, um, at the end of the day. Other, sure. um, but yeah, that's a big one. Like not seeing that instant result yeah. from making that one change. Um, and realistically, like it's going to take time. Like yeah. what you're you know, currently weighing or what your body composition is right now or your energy levels, that's not as a result of like what you had for breakfast. Yeah. Right? It's probably a sum of like what you ate over the past month or the yes. last 12 months. Yes. Yes. That's what's led us to this point. So yeah. in order to reverse that trend um, or like, you know, you hear people say it in much more blunt fashions than I would, which is like, you know, it took you two years to get fat. So it's not going to take you two weeks to lose yes. the fat. Yes. Um, so I wouldn't be as blunt as that in a conversation. <laughs> no, with somebody. but it puts it in perspective. Yeah, it does. It's like the sentiment, it's correct. <laughs> yeah. um, it just might not be that supportive. Um, so yeah, I think that's a big misconception. Like it's going to take you time and that's where for us, it's like, yeah, that accuracy, flexibility, consistency equation is really, really important because we know that most people's goal is going to take them X amount of time. Like it might be four weeks, it might be 12 weeks, it might be six months. Like we we don't really know. Um, but what we do know is there needs to be an approach or a plan in place that allows them to do it for long enough to actually reach the goal. Yes. Yeah. And I guess that's where our daily non-negotiables come into play in terms of those process yeah, over outcomes, depending on what the specific goal is, if it's a body composition or if you're, like you said, you know, you're working towards some sort of event, it might be your wedding day, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then that time can allow us to reverse engineer I guess more that accuracy and consistency and flexibility, the sort of equation of things. So I think that's great. In terms of another side we can look at with the accuracy is understanding that we need to, you know, what we don't measure, we can't manage. Mm. So I guess we can delve into that. So, um, you know, in terms of knowing that we are trending or tracking, I should say, in the right direction, um, what are some ways we can do that? Yeah, so that's a good point. I mean, with that whole accuracy thing, like it can mean different things, obviously, um, which is why like we like to have that idea that, principles kind of supersede the systems which supersedes pretty much the tools we're going to use yeah um but yeah what gets measured does get managed so for us again the goal is going to dictate yep what we're going to use to measure it um but we like to use like things like an average of someone's body weight yeah as opposed to like a weekly or a monthly weigh-in yeah um because we know that fluctuations in your body weight are very very normal yeah and it could be how you slept could be your stress levels could be what you ate the day before could be what you had for dinner yeah all these things have a big impact um yeah on your daily weight so we take the sum of seven days so an average of seven days weight compare that to the average of the next seven days weight that's going to give us a pretty good idea um are you gaining weight are you losing weight are you staying the same um depending on the goal yeah. Um, then we can look at things like recovery metrics, stress levels, sleep, um, all these types of things, as well as, you know, if it's a body composition goal, well, then we want to find a way to measure that as well. So yeah. that could be as simple as progress photos. Um, it could be 
if you've got access to somebody who knows how to do it, um, you could do skin folds. You could do, um, you know, body scans. Like you could book into a DEXA. Yep, yep. There are those other body scan machines, which we deliberately don't have. Yes. Um, because they're not very accurate. <laughs> no. They don't really sit very high on that accuracy continuum. Um, but yeah, so it just depends what the goal is, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we do want to make sure that we're measuring progress because you know we've, we've definitely had um, that experience before where clients will come in really dejected. Yeah. Go, oh, you know, it's just not working. And then you, know, you pull up all the numbers and what do you mean? It's actually working perfectly. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're, you're down in weight, your photos look great, your energy levels are better. Like, what more do you want? Like, yeah, yeah, what do you want? It's like, but I think it's that, isn't it? It's like, okay, well, you, like I said, whatever the specific goal is, then you'll have some metrics and information mm. that you can collect to actually reflect and show the client um, and yourself that, okay, this is working. So whatever we're doing is getting us towards the goal that we're after. Um, but it's understanding what information, what metric to actually track that's going to be yeah, more absolutely. relevant to the goal because there's nothing worse than just collecting information and collecting data for the sake of collecting data yeah. where at the end of the day, it's not going to be something that's going to allow you to be, um, I guess, you know, proactive in the process in making some informed decisions going forward, then it's pretty much useless. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, everyone's guilty these days of tracking useless yeah. data. Like yeah. I'd, I'll throw a random number out there. Like 90% of the people with like Fitbits and yep. uh, Garmin's and Apple watches, like they track all their workouts. And guarantee they never look at those workout numbers. No, they don't look at the trend or over no, time like or anything just, like that. It's just like, okay, well, yeah, I did what I had to do. I took that session. Yeah, off. it's like bang. You know, my watch was flashing while I was working out. <laughs> yeah. I was in the Set red. Off, I was in the red zone, working hard. High fives. Oh, no, that's another thing about the red zone. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, I, was, don't get I spent so long in the red zone. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, and I guess we should probably, on that note, um, talk about what we mean by the accuracy or some of the rules yes. in the yep. when yep. it comes to nutrition. So. When we set that, sat down to do this podcast, we said we don't want to go to this super science-y lecture. No. Um, but essentially, when we talk about accuracy, the amounts and types of food, so yeah. our, our calorie intake, our macronutrient intake, yeah. it's really going to dictate um, what happens to yeah. a large extent with our um, body composition, especially when you combine that with the training um, side of things. So we know that there are certain rules in place, like there's calories in, calories out, yeah. Um, yeah. energy balance, which basically means if we consume more energy than yep. we um, expend. So there's more in going than going out. Yep. We're going to gain weight. If it's roughly even or if it's even, we're going to gain, we're going to stay the same weight. Yep. Sorry. Um, and if we consume less and expend more, then we're going to lose weight. Yes. So the idea of, you know, calorie deficit is the key to weight loss. Yes. Um, which is 100% true. So the only reason we don't want to focus on this is that doesn't actually help anybody achieve their goal. So no, me, me telling someone who's overweight, that they should exercise more and eat less. You need to be in a deficit. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I guarantee you that person knows that. Yeah. Um, in 100%. fact, I reckon I've never had an overweight client come in who didn't understand that, who didn't understand that they were doing something wrong. Yes. Yeah. So for us to sit there and just tell them that they're doing something wrong, it's probably just going to crush their confidence even more. Yeah. And it doesn't actually help them in any way, shape or form. So similar, I guess, to that um, one of our mindset processes, our mindset principles is that process over outcome. Yes. When it comes to nutrition, rather than focusing on you need to be in a calorie deficit, we want to focus on, okay, how does that person go about actually doing that? Yes. Like what do they need to do? Yeah. Um, which again flows back to our non-negotiables, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so for us, it's like, yes, it's not that we don't agree with calories in, calories out. We absolutely do. It's the science. Um, yeah. So that's the science. Um, but the thing is, you know, people 
don't need science to help them lose weight. No, people no. need you know tools. <laughs> they need systems. They need um, coaching. They need a way to actually put it into place so they can put it as a part of their actual daily routine. Yeah, and that's going to lead to them losing the weight and then also keeping the weight off, which is probably the biggest battle for people. Yeah, I love that because I mean, again, like you said, everyone understands what and why. Yeah, but you know, the how is that missing piece, and that's going to bring the what to life. Absolutely, like people aren't stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, people are just like, oh, I mean. I think there's there's a part of us that wants to believe there's like the magic pill, um, but yeah. deep down we all kind of know. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's probably not going to work. You might say something else, but no, yeah. I sort of knew that was what was going to be said. <laughs> yeah, um, and that I guess because we have that um, principle, yeah, it means that we're not tied into any one approach, and yes. I think this is really important. So yes. I get the question all the time from people where it's like. Oh, uh, what if like I really don't like tracking my food? Like, what if yeah. the idea of weighing my food like gives me anxiety? Don't do it. Yeah. Is my like straight away? Yeah. Because um, we're just we don't want to be putting pressure on people um, to be using a particular tool when they don't have to. Yeah. Like we know that we we need to be accurate. Yeah. Flexible, consistent. We know that we need to adhere to the science, which is, you know, calories in, calories out. Yeah. That doesn't actually automatically mean that you need to weigh all your food and track it every day. Yeah. There's multiple ways to go ways to go about it. Having said that, for a lot of people, tracking their food is a fantastic way um, yes. to go about it. Yeah. So for the right under the right circumstances, we'll absolutely use that tool because we'll give them a good understanding of what they're eating. Yes. Um, and it gives them, I guess, some awareness and the ability to do things for themselves, which oh, at the end that. of the day yeah. is what we want. Um but like I said, if you get anxious at the thought of weighing your food, which does happen to people, 100%. Yeah, well then yeah. absolutely don't do it. Like yeah. the last thing we want to do is have someone come into us to lose weight and then leave developing an eating disorder. Yeah. Like that's not what we want to be about. So for us, it's really about finding that right tool for that person. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's spot on. It's, again, it's going to be appropriate to that individual and their history as well. Like if they've come in with, you know, previous um you know eating disorders but also just you know that that nervousness around tracking and all that sort of stuff yeah. then it's like well yeah it's going to be in our best interest and in their best interest um to go down a different route uh, whether that's you know portion control or, or something like that um and i guess that opens up the the whole thing about tracking weight as well mm. i mean you know you know ideally that's what something we want to do to to sort of get that trend and, and see that over time um i guess it you know by doing it daily, hopefully desensitizes that idea that, you know, okay, it's just a, another metric for us yep. and takes that emotional connection away. Um, and they can see those fluctuations and be like, oh, okay, this is this is normal. 100%. Um, but, yeah, it's always going to be specific. Yeah, if someone really um, has strong feelings against it, you know, they've yep. got a history of eating disorders, which we've definitely had those quite yep. before, well, then we're going to steer, um, steer the ship a slightly different direction, like, we're still going to get to the same place yep. at the end of the day, yep. but the way that we go about it will be different. Just yep. knowing that that person's history, um, yep. you know, is such. Um, and I guess, you know, we could use the same logic for everything. Like yep. meal plans, same thing. Yep. It's not that meal plans are bad. People ask me, what are your thoughts on meal plans? Like I've definitely given people meal plans before, but do I think that's the best approach for everybody long-term? No, probably no. not. No. Um, under the right circumstances, sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the problem with a lot of these things, especially a meal plan, is once you take that meal plan away and that person goes back into the real world. Yes. Um, yep. Yep. Which we see all the time. Like we've got a lot of clients that have done, you know, various fat loss challenges, weight loss challenges, you know, eat this um, specific diet for 12 weeks. Yeah. And they do and they lose weight. Um, but then 
the only issue with that is as soon as they stop following that um, plan, they go back to all their previous habits, which were leading them to the situation where they need to start a challenge. Um, And a lot of the time they end up even heavier than they were um, in the first place. Yeah. And I think it's because, like you said, there's no understanding, there's no awareness around, you know, their eating habits and, and, you know, the foundations of what nutrition um, are going to help them. So, and it's good. I think you raised a really good point there as well with the, you know, we talk about the accuracy and all that sort of stuff and the idea with, you know, different, um, I guess, strategies that, you know, provide a framework. You know, we, I think we spoke about before we jumped on about, um, you know, intermittent fasting and all that yeah. stuff. So I guess you want to talk about the idea, you know, even meal plans, obviously the same thing. They give you a framework, they give you a structure. Absolutely. Um, and how that can be beneficial for the right person, but obviously isn't something that could be sustainable long-term. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, um, that's a good point, actually. So, you know, we were talking about beforehand that yeah. um, the idea that following a set system or plan can be really useful for some people yep. because it helps them adopt it as part of kind of like their daily behaviors, their daily habits, their daily lifestyle. And this is why people do so well, um, whether it's fasting or a keto diet or a carnivore diet, or aside from any of the, um, you know, actual particulars of that approach, yep. the fact that they're buying into an approach itself yes. Makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, so this doesn't mean there's anything magic. This is not me telling you to skip breakfast. Um, <laughs> doesn't mean there's anything magic about Full it. Disclosure. Um, but for some people, they're like, oh, so this is what I do. And then every day they get into this habit because they do it. Yeah. And they're like, okay, cool. So yep. like I have my first meal at, you know, midday every day. Well, it's like, yeah, well, if you do that for enough time, that's like kind of just starts to become a daily behavior. Um, and then, yeah, over time, it might lead you to consume less food and therefore you're going to lose body weight. Yes. Is this any different to eating the same amount of food throughout the day? No, absolutely not. Like the science is really clear on that. But for some people, they find that it's really beneficial. And that's the same thing with going like a lower carbohydrate diet. People like, not only do they adopt that as a behavior, it almost becomes like part of their identity. Yeah. Like yeah. nutrition's kind of like religion. Yeah. You yeah. get people that are like in cults, right? Like <laughs> if anybody's like gotten in like a flame war with like vegans or carnival diets on like Instagram, they, they fire up. Those, for, those forums just explode. They, they go nuts because um, people like really get passionate about it. Yeah. Um, but there is actually research that shows if people are buying into something that strongly, they're actually more likely um, to see progress. Yeah because it's become like part of their identity. Part of who they are and their you know, day-to-day actions. You know, it's like one of those um, jokes where like, how do you know if someone's vegan? It's like, oh, they'll tell you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, not that I'm talking, I have no problem with anyone being <laughs> vegan, uh, just quietly, before I get uh, any more <laughs> Instagram messages. But the same thing about like carnival diets or like paleo diets yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and full disclosure, I don't recommend any of them. I'm pretty neutral on everything. Yes. Um, but yeah, people find it beneficial sometimes to have that framework in place. Yeah. But I get yeah, within those frameworks, again, it goes back to those principles. So yeah, it ticks the consistency that it can be, you know, accurate to a degree that it's going to allow them to do what they want to do and then and see the results. But again, that big one is the flexibility. Yeah. That's where they, a lot of them stall out, um, yeah. which, you know, a lot of them, like they'll all work, right? Like if you eat less meals in a day, you're probably going to eat less food. If you don't eat any carbohydrates, you're probably going to eat less food. Yeah. That's yeah. why you're losing weight. Yeah. Um, but like you said, the flexibility side of it um, leaves people wanting a lot of the time. Um, and that's where you come into situations like, oh my God, I've got a wedding coming up. What am I going to do? So in my opinion, if that's your thought process leading into a wedding, 
then you need to just rethink your overall approach. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, like, okay, maybe we're too far on that continuum at the moment. Yeah. Where like, we can, unless you're like, I'm going to go and do a bodybuilding show in two weeks. Well, then maybe that's actually going to matter. Yes. Um, yeah. But for the vast majority of people, like having, you know, the salmon or the steak and like a few glasses of wine at a wedding, it's not really make or break. No, um, not at all. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but because they're so focused on this, you know, accuracy side of things, it can become a real issue. And yeah. then they're more likely to go, oh, stuff it. It's just the one meal. Oh, stuff it. It's just the whole weekend. And that's when they can really unravel like the whole effect. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing kind of unravels. Yeah. Um, and that's where sometimes like that flexible dieting or tracking option can be quite good because people are like, oh, that's fine. You know, I'll just yeah. track it. If I go a little bit over one day, just, yeah, it is what it is. I suppose with the you know, accuracy side of things, you can plan within your day, if you like, mm. some wiggle room to be flexible. Yeah. Um, so that's going to take that guilt away from it, which again is probably going to help with that consistency and adherence into the long term. Um, because I think the guilt factor is is something that you know can really get people, um, I guess, disheartened with the process of things. And then from there, like you said, they're just going to you know, blow out and be like, oh, what's the point? And yeah, absolutely. It just leads into one day, which is released to a week. And then, you know, it's that mindset that we need to, okay, reset. So if you miss have one bad meal, I hate to say bad meal, but one meal that, you know, maybe wasn't as ideal as what was planned, then it's yeah. like, all right, let's make the next one good, you know? Absolutely. I think um, I said before that, like, nutrition becomes a little bit of like a religion. But so people get really emotionally invested um, yeah. in this stuff, in my yeah. experience. Um and those feelings of guilt that you, you mentioned, like uh, some people have really, really strong feelings of guilt um, yeah. when it comes to this stuff. And it's a, a case of, you know, you'll be talking to them and then you get to the bottom of it. You're like, wow, this person isn't just like upset that they want to f- um, play like They feel like they failed themselves again. They yeah. feel like they yeah. always fail themselves and they're like never going to get anywhere with their life because they're always going to be fat. And you're like, okay, wow. You've got like some serious, um, some, yeah some serious like emotional attachment um, to what you're actually doing. And in that case, it's like, okay, you probably need to work through some other issues aside from just your diet, but it is important as well that like the language that we're using isn't feeding into that anymore. And that's why we don't talk about, like you said before, like, oh, you don't want to use the word bad meal. It's like, we try not to say like, this is good, this is bad, this is healthy, this is unhealthy. Because like in the right context, pretty much anything can be good and anything could, in the wrong context, anything can be bad. Yeah. You know, like you could, not that it's going to happen very often, but you could definitely get fat eating too much broccoli. Like it is possible. Yes. Um, yeah. Haven't seen it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like you could do it. Yeah. And that's another thing you see, you know, on Instagram particularly, where it's like, you know, people having a tub of ice cream and then be like, I'm, you know, still skinny, but it's fitting into my macros and all that sort of stuff, which is probably adding fuel onto oh, yeah. the fire a little bit of it with, with that sort of mindset um, around eating. And it's like, you know, we said like calories in, calories out, like flexible dieting is definitely a viable approach. But then here's the thing. It's very, it's so much easier to stick to the right amount of food if you're eating the right types of food. Yes. Like this idea that like, oh yeah, it's just calories in, calories out. So just smash pizzas and burgers and just make it fit in your calories. It's like, if you're like a 60 kilo female, yeah. One burger, that's probably your whole food intake a lot of the time. Yeah. So this idea that you can just do whatever you want doesn't really fit. And, you know, they're seeing these like fitness influencers on yeah. Instagram yeah. who A, don't eat like that most of the time. No. You're just seeing like a little highlight, highlight reel of their life. And if you saw like what the rest of 
their, their lifestyle yeah. was, you wouldn't want to do it. No. Like it's not fun at all. They're just making it look fun. They're probably, you know, selling a meal plan template. Yeah. There's always <laughs> link some, in bio. Correct, so. 100%. There's always some hidden agenda there. Yeah, hundred percent. So I don't think that does any good either. Like, no. a, like some, some things on social media can be really good because you know, you can share some really good information, but when it comes to a lot of this stuff, I think sometimes there's more harm done. You're listening to the Performance Hub Podcast. No BS, no hidden agendas. All right, well, I think you know, we've covered that really well in terms of the principles. So, and we've sort of touched on it a little bit already, but if you were to now, okay, that's, I guess, a little bit of the what's and, and why and how there a little bit. Um, but if we were to say, okay, this is how we can put it into action with really upholding these, these three things around accuracy, uh, consistency and flexibility, what would be um, something for the listeners that you can give them? Yeah, I mean, step one, which I think we said um, in our first episode as well, like step one, you're going to have to set a goal. Yeah. Like we need that goal in place. Yes. We need to know what is it? Use that smart principle. Yep. Um, you know, what we're trying to do. Yep. Then, you know, do do everything we said in the um, mindset ups uh, episode. So yep. know, daily non-negotiables, the rest of it. Then it's about, okay, now that we know that there's that accuracy, flexibility, consistency um, kind of equation, how much do we want to be eating? So yep. like, yep. What, what are our targets? Yep. Whether or not we're actually tracking or not, we need to have some idea of what these targets are going to be. Yep. And then we basically want to match the goal with the approach, but then probably also cater to the um, background of the person. Yeah. So if you're somebody who has never followed any nutrition plan before, never tracked anything in your life, we might start off with something really simple, um, like portion control is yep. really good. Yep. Um, so that's where we're just focusing on like the um, serves of food. So yes, you know, we've got our palms, fists um, kind of framework that we're working in, but it yep. might be, you know, here's the amount of times you should eat protein, the amount of times you should have vegetables yep. throughout the day. Yep. I mean, hint, there's going to be a lot of protein and vegetables, probably <laughs> yeah. less carbs and fat yep. <clears throat> for most people. Um, so we might start you off there yep. and then we can move you along. Um, yep. Or if you're somebody who's got a bit of an idea or, or somebody who wants to be a little bit more flexible, then we might go to that, okay, we're going to track food. Here's your calories. Let's see, let's you know, see how many days out of seven can you stick to this? And then let's try and just improve that over time. But the biggest thing I think for people to keep in mind is it really is as simple as just making steady little improvements yeah. over time. Yeah. It's not a case of, oh, we're on track or off track. Like right now you're sitting somewhere on that accuracy, flexibility continuum. Yeah. Yep. You might be too far in one direction. Yep. So all we're going to do is just slide you up um, to a point that's going to actually get you moving towards the goal. Yeah. No, I love that. There's no extremes. Like we're not, no. we're not saying that you need to do all these things overnight. And I think that's the biggest thing, yeah. uh, which people just get bogged down in. Uh, it just seems like it's it's really overwhelming. But it might even be from like a daily non-negotiable, be like, okay, I'm just going to have one serve, one palm of protein with each main meal. Yeah. You know, that just gets the wheels in motion. 100%. And I think, you know, it's that thing, people are going to overestimate what like one thing is going to change. Yeah. Like what's this... If I change this one thing, like, wow, is that going to have a massive impact? But then they're going to underestimate what making like one small change can have. So it could be something as simple as that, or it could be something as simple as like, oh, instead of having like a muffin in the morning um, yeah. with a coffee, I'll just have like an apple. It's going to have no impact on like tomorrow or next week. Yeah. But if you ate a muffin every day or ate an apple every day and then came back in a year's time, okay, there's going to be probably a pretty big difference. There is. Yeah. Um, and that's the kind of thing that we kind of want to drive home, like making those small changes that they seem kind of insignificant. Yeah. But if we're consistently making them, it's going to add up to that big change. 
hundred percent. Again, we talked about, you know, easy to do, easy not to do. hundred percent. Um, and I think a lot of those principles, like the training side, I think, you know, once people are given the routine, it's yeah, like, okay, we can easy. do that. Yep. Um, but the, um, nutrition side is hard because it's like that's an all-day kind of thing yeah um and that means like it's not just like can i motivate myself to train hard for 60 minutes yeah it's like okay can i stay on track for you know the 16 or so hours i'm awake every day yeah um so there's lots of opportunities of course for you to kind of De- slide off yeah deviate deviate a little bit. yeah off the plan. no and that's where i think you know having an understanding of these three principles mm. can be really important because it's, it's giving you that again that framework um, and giving you a little bit more of a plan to work towards, which again, we talked about, you know, the diets and all that sort of stuff. Um, they just, they give you a structure. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's great. I personally learned a lot. I love when you are uh, talk nutrition because again, you are, um, you know, your expertise, your wealth of knowledge um, is something that the listeners will definitely get a lot out of. So hopefully the listeners um, enjoyed this episode. And again, you'll find that a lot of what we talked about today tied into the mindset uh, pillar as well. So if you haven't checked that uh, episode out, definitely check it out because they do complement each other really well. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, hopefully, this is our goal that over time, as we're listening to the podcast, people will realize that we're always talking about the same things. And it's like maybe those things that we're talking about is yeah. what you should be doing. Yeah, and it's funny. It's funny to say that our clientele they'll obviously they'll ask Max and I the same question, but at the same time, thinking that we're going to say something different. Yeah. And then they'll try and trip us up. <laughs> yeah. And the response is always the same. They'll, be like, they'll just uh, nod and then be like, Max did say that. Yeah. And that was, funnily yeah. enough there. I might start just like trolling them and just say like outrageous <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And just see what, how far we can get. Yeah. Like I've got this knee pain. I think I should trip. Probably Zumba. Yeah. The Zumba's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, correct. I reckon every morning, just get up, just rub your forehead for about two minutes. That should get rid of that knee pain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's us and we are done. Thank you for tuning in to the Performance Hub Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to see more hub-related material, check us out and follow us on Facebook. The Performance Hub, Instagram, Performance Hub underscore Melbourne. Until next time, keep pushing the limits of human performance.